Similarly, the embodied self, the Jivatma, takes on new bodies after leaving this body. Another body comes, another body comes, like that. So this first part of the verse, Vasan Sijirnani Yatha Vihaya, that is specifically referring to the abandoning of the clothing. Jirna, the word jirna means worn out, old. And we can see, you know, the body becomes old. So there is actually a great teaching just in this very first part of this verse that the body is going to become old. Um, just as just as just as we are just as clothes get worn out so you can see the continuously using the same clothes again and again all that it wears them out and then they're th- thrown away they're torn they're thrown away so Vasam sees his garments clothes cloth, clothing and then the, the word Vihaya means abandoning letting go and then we take on new ones Navani Grunati Naro Parani means a person that the Jivatma gets another body, new body. You know, very interesting. I mean, this idea is so so profound. You know, so similarly, the last two parts, Tatha Sharirani Vihaya Jiranya. Right here, this verse here. Tatha Sharirani Vihaya Jiranya. In the similar similar way, similar way, the Sharir. That is the body, physical body. Vihai is cast away, it is abandoned, it is left. The word vihai means that you're leaving the body, essentially. That's what they, And jiranadi, again, it is an old, old body. Same word is used here, just as it is used, uh, let's see here. Same word is used here, just as it is used over here. You know? So, tatha sharirani vihaya jiranadiya anyani. Sanyati, Navani Kiddehi. So, Sanyati means, Samyati is the word actually, which means meeting, encountering another body, new body. So, what is the great teaching in this? Why is this verse significant? So, first of all, this verse is directly proclaiming that there is the reincarnation cycle. You know, if we can perceive that, see the truth of that, there is so much implication in it. The first implication is that we are eternal. You know, we don't die actually. And the previous verses have said this in different, different ways, that the Jivatma is eternal. So who we are is a spirit, a soul, that is eternal, that never dies. It's never created, never born, never dies, cannot be destroyed by anything. So what that Jivatma actually is, it's substance, substance-wise. Um, that is what we need to realize. So Vedanta is teaching that. Vedanta is simply teaching is that you are the Atma, and the Atma and the Brahman are the one. The infinite consciousness and you are just the same. 
but we don't know that. I mean, not, not only that, we don't, we're not in that frame of realization. It's just a realization. The body is going to remain. Body will go one day. Body is here one day. Body is gone. But the body is something very special for us to realize why we have it and what to do with it. First of all, the body is a biochemical, bioelectrical mechanism. It's a genetically evolved, based on genetic code, the whole body is evolved. Now, there's more to this, specifically in terms of how the Jivatma gets the next body. There's a big science, it's a metaphysical truth or science behind that. So let me just go into that a little bit and then we can yeah, see. Yeah, that will be interesting. That's very interesting. Ask you that it's very, very interesting. See, we know physiologically when the physical brain stops working, the organs stop working, that is what is what we call physical death. But the, the Jivatma that is not liberated, is not in an enlightened state, is carrying the causal body the Karana Sharira, and the subtle body to some extent, the fragrance of the subtle body. That is how the Gita describes. The Gita doesn't directly talk about the causal body for some reason. And I don't know why that is. Um, uh, I've heard... So explain to me again when you say causal body and the other. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, so there are three bodies. Yeah. The physical body, what we see here. That is also called Annamaya Kosha. So there's, there's three bodies, or the same three bodies can be classified as five layers. You know, and then beyond that is the who you are, your, your actual self. So the physical body is called Stula Sharira. Physical, this physical body with all the different parts and everything. Subtle body, or what is underneath that, is what we call mind, Sukshma Sharira. That has those four components, Man, Buddhi, Chit, Ahankar. It's the internal mental power, mental capacity of deciding, thinking, memory, all of that is a subtle body. And the problem is there, mostly. The problem is that there is a massive amount of confusion and interlocking bondage in the, in the subtle body. Much more problem is there than in the physical body, usually. It can be in the physical body, but usually it's in the subtle body. Okay. Now the causal body is not like a body that we can see, but the subtle body is not, but it's just called that because if it's, it's like a layer, it's a layer, you know, it's a, it's a kosha, it's a, it's a covering. So the causal body is the conglomeration of the force of millions of just infinite number of lifetimes that have gone by, uh, birth and death, birth and death, accumulated experience, and it's like a, it's just, um, it's the cover, it's maya, it's the, it's the illusory power, the, uh, it, it's, it's what separates the jivatma from realizing what it is or what is, what is God. It, it, it's, so basically there are three physical body, which is the body which I have, yes. like, you know, what I look like and everything. Yes. Subtle body is the mind. Mind. And, um, and causal body is like through the different birth cycle, what we have been um, kind of have been embracing through the different lifestyles. Yes, yes. It's the accumulated 
Sanskara is, is, is Sanskara, Sanskaras are there, but it's more than that. It's it's actually more than it's. It is. How can we say this? How can I explain a simple way? The causal body is what is responsible for the life and death cycle, birth and death cycle. If the causal body is not there, you will not. There's no further birth. If the causal body is completely gone, one is out of that. Now. See, we are able to ex- understand the causal body in several ways. When we go to d- sleep at night and there's a deep sleep, that is called Shushupti Avastha. The deep sleep is causal body. Okay. You know, um, causal body doesn't have any really, it doesn't have any experience behind it. it it's essentially a state of just no experience. You know, it's it's like that. It's just a state of just a calm state, but there's there's no experience of any kind. But there is still not the realization of the Atma. In fact, the Atma is the witnessing consciousness of the causal body. It's it's present and experiencing the causal body, and in it, its experiences that this is me. Like when we're knocked out at times, you know, maybe through a drug or maybe however. We, there's no thought, there's no dream, there's no imagination, there's no thinking of any kind. You're just like dead tired. That is called causal body. So that's one way to but understand. Causal body doesn't exist, like it's not anything. Like what I'm saying is exist means you cannot see it, you cannot feel it, you cannot uh, experience it. The only that way we know that it exists is by our own experience of nothingness you know like at night time sometimes you have a sleep where there is no experience of any kind you're just like in deep sleep you know and that is restorative it's good it's good quality sleep but there's no experience of any kind there's no mental experience there's no dream experience there's no thoughts nothing is there some maybe something is active very at a very minimal level and then you come out of that again. You, you, you go from the waking, from the deep sleep to dream state. Deep sleep, to you, you wake up again. So there's the linkage. There's a three-three-three linkage. Physical, subtle, causal body. Then the waking state, dream state, deep sleep state, and the three gunas: the sattva gun, rajogun, tamogun. So the three, three-three-three. They are like this. You know. So that's the linkage. Now they are, they do intermix, obviously, but. All of this, the three bodies, the three avastas, the three states, and the three gunas, are all expressions of Maya. And the jiv, the soul that is there, that is not male or physical, nor is it actually um, uh, ever destroyed by by the physical body dying or anything like that. It's carrying that causal body with it all the time, the jivatma. And that's what's causing it to go back into the mother's womb again and to re-experience the sansar. You know, otherwise, the, if once the causal body is completely gone, then that is living liberation. Then you're uh, liberated. That's why you are never born again. Right? Yes, exactly. And, and so that's why it's called causal. It's called karana sharira. Karana means the cause. What is it the cause of? It's the cause of rebirth. That's why it's called the causal body. 
you know, so uh, again, cause, the word causal is just an English translation. The, is, the actual word is karana. Karana means cause, causation. Causation of what? What is the reason? Well, like, like, so why we, we are born, like, like Sachin was born on, in, <laughs> the, this body is born on November 13, 1970, through the womb of, my, of the mother, formed within the womb, through the umbilical cord and all that thing. In, in, so that entire, entire process of the Jivatma entering into the womb, into the zygote, is based on the sanskaras and the causal body and the subtle body uh, that's carried from previous life. It is continuing that journey. So it goes back into the mother's womb. Because once the, once the body is left, the Jivatma can go in many different directions. You know, it can go... If it's enlightened being, it can go straight into the moksha state. It can go into the into the heavenly regions and come back again. Uh, it can be a ghost also. So there's there is also in the Gita clear declaration that there are such such a thing as ghost. That there, oh yeah, absolutely. There is hundred percent um, clear um, statement in the Gita that those who worship ghosts become ghosts. This is what it said. Those who worship the devas become devas. And those who worship me, meaning Bhagwan, go to the God state. But so what's the difference between Bhagwan and devas? Oh, it's, that's a very big difference. Uh, so think of it this way. The devatas are, these are like what are called the demigods, essentially. Yeah. They, they, are, they are the governors or in charge of various parts of the material world. Okay. It's like that. And the supreme reality, the Brahman, is beyond the material world. So all of it is projected from there. It's coming from there. But there, there are these 14 lokas. Even, even in Vedanta scriptures, you will see there's a description that each universe, Brahman, has 14 lokas. You know, so there's an infinite number of these universes. And then there's all kinds of stuff beyond that. But, you know, so all those lokas, all those worlds are there. I mean, even we know just from our own science, there's the moon, then there's Saturn, there's Jupiter. So according to our scriptures, all of these planets also have life, but it's not kind of our life that we can detect. If you go into trance, into Samadhi, it is possible to go to those planets in Samadhi and see what is there. So those who are yogis, by doing, like, even, even if you just are proficient in Namashivai Mantra to a large, you know, and your mind is uplifting, it is possible to have access to many parts or any part of the Brahmanda. You, you know, so in Dhyana, in meditation, you can go anywhere, actually. So this was part of the discovery of the Vedas, of the, uh, of the Rishis during the Vedas, the, uh, of the Vedic time. They, what they did, they basically went into caves. I don't know if you've ever been inside a cave or not, you know, but but I'll, I'll tell you what I'm. I'll give you an example. If you ever go to um, Luray Caverns in um, in, there, yes. in, in the tour of Luray Caverns, they they take you to an inside region when they turn off the lights and hold, Alexa stop. So so they turn off the lights and whether your eyes are open or closed, it's the same experience. There's no light there. And they say that if a person stays in there for 12 days, they could go blind because your eyes cannot function unless there's light. You know? So what the Rishis did, they had this kind of intense courage. They went into these deep caves and into the mountains and into nature, isolation. And they cut, the, and they cut themselves off from the outside world to discover what was inside. 
this is actually how the entire what we call Hinduism or the Vedic tradition it started like this it started exactly like this it started only with the question who am I there's an Upanishad Kena Upanishad Kena Upanishad Kena means Kena means who who is there what is there where did this world come from who am I so to find this answer they took an internal approach so they went inside these caves into isolation or they built these kutis and different kinds of huts or like different, you know, I don't know what they're called, but they're like, you know, they're, they're made out of, you know, different kinds of stones and, and whatever, mud and all that. And then so they can sit inside there for meditation. And then they were, and they have ate limited amount of food and they went inside and they did the breathing techniques. The same ones we're doing, the alternate nostrils, they, they experimented with breath. They experimented with the senses. What will happen if I slow the breath down? What will happen if I close my eyes for five hours, six hours? What, what, what is inside of me? That is how the entire tradition developed by experimentation. So, so there were no temples and none of this thing was there. What we call the Hinduism and all this thing, that was not there actually. That came much later and that was, that was transmitted and developed. It's a different story. We'll talk about that later. It's a further story. But this, the, how this began was simply like this. But just being in, first of all, being just in nature, in the Himalayas, in the mountains. They stayed away from the cities and villages and they went, they, they spent their life over there. They were called the Rishis. The word Rishi means one who is researching. Mm. 